Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to episode 25. My friend Stephanie and I are super pumped about this podcast because we are discussing a movie that is near and dear to our hearts, and that movie is Shag. I'm guessing that the majority of you have no clue what I'm talking about right now, and that's okay. You will want to watch this movie after listening. Fair warning, we give away lots of details on pretty much the entire plot, so spoiler alert has been called. And also, I have an annoying cough that won't go away, and I apologize for any inadvertent hacking I do in the microphone. Now get ready, because this podcast is going to be the most fun. That's a line from the movie. Feel free to use it at your leisure. I do all the time. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 25 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. We are talking today about the movie Shag. What? What movie? You've never heard of it? Well, that makes me sad because it is one of the best movies ever from the 80s, 1989 to be exact, and you can rarely find someone in your life who has ever seen this movie You may remember my friend Stephanie from my favorite musicals podcast and from Britney Spears. And so she and I were discussing the other day, I said, you need to be back on. Let's do something, maybe dance movies. And we were trying to brainstorm all the dance movies. And Stephanie said Shag or I said Shag. One of us said Shag. And what did you say, Stephanie? Shag deserves its own podcast. So that's what we're doing. And hopefully, for those of you who love it, we'll just be delighted this entire time. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you can go and YouTube it. (laughs) Or, yeah, Amazon has it now. It's now available on Amazon Prime to stream, which a few months ago was available on Amazon to purchase for about $150. Right. No, it's not that great. I think it's been re-released because you can buy it from Target and Walmart We're not sponsored. No. (laughs) But we're available for sponsorship. So true. And the reason why we know this is because Stephanie has been stalking this movie for a long time because I do not own it on DVD. I do own it on VHS. We do need a disclaimer, though. Tell me what you told. Tell them what you told me, Stephanie, about the two. Well, I own it on VHS and DVD mm-hmm. through years of loving the music mm-hmm. and then some research earlier today, we have confirmed that the music is different yeah. on the VHS and the DVD. And I think that's an interesting fact. Yes. And that's for licensing purposes, I guess. They didn't get permission to use whatever great song. It reminds me, and I think I should use this as a public service announcement because the same is true with Ferris Bueller. Sometimes if you buy the $5 Ferris Bueller or the $5 16 Candles, you don't have the same music as you do in the legit Ferris Bueller and the legit the 16. OG. That's right, the OG. <clears throat> the original Gangster, which was Ferris Bueller, <laughs> clearly. Um, but those movies, not Ferris Bueller so much, but those movies make are made because of the soundtrack, which is the same, I believe, with Shag. So, Stephanie, when were you first introduced to Shag? My initial experience with Shag would be in middle school. 
Um, a friend of mine was in my yearbook class, hmm. and she, I guess, owned Shag, or we rented it from the Randalls. <laughs> and at a sleepover, we all watched Shag at her house, and there were four of us there, and we fell in love with the story and the characters and started calling each other by the names, just mm-hmm. like we did with Now and Then, and if you haven't seen that, <laughs> Google that. That's a future podcast. Um, but some of our nicknames stuck, mm. and we'll discuss those later. Yeah. Great characters. I agree. And just, I think... Just a time in your life when you're, what, 12, 13, where... You are. When, <laughs> I'm currently 12, 13. Where those movies, those life experience movies just stick with you. Yeah. I just called my sister and neither of us remember how we saw Shag first, but my mom quotes it all the time. So from that reference, I know that we must have seen it on an HBO type, Cinemax type format. Because how else would my mom have seen it? We didn't rent stuff and we didn't have stuff growing up. That sounds weird. We didn't rent movies or go to movies or own any movies growing up except for this handful of staples. And Shag would not have been that. Plus, it came out in 1989, so not the same as Sound of Music or Wizard of Oz. I think that we probably saw it on some premium channel and then was obsessed with it. And then I got the VHS, never got the DVD, though, because it was always, I either couldn't find it or it was stupid expensive. Not going to do that. Not going to pay that much. What is it again? How much was it? Used to? It was in the hundreds. When I purchased it, it was on a Black Friday special for $3.47 on Amazon. (laughs) Where I had put it in my cart weeks prior, and then you get the Cyber Monday deals, and it popped up that it was on sale, so of course I purchased it, because I no longer have a VHS player, because who does? I don't know. If you do, amen. Raise the roof. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room, which is the title, Shag, and how Austin Powers kind of messed that up for the movie, because shagging in our movie is not the shagging in Austin Powers movie. Different kind of shagging. What's our shagging? It's a dance. Right. It's a type of dance. Which is why all the eighth grade boys laughed at my mom in her computer class when they asked her, do you dance? And she said, yes, I like to shag with Mr. Ray. <laughs> <sighs> So sad. That was a sad day. And she didn't know why they were laughing at her. But it's not shagging like Austin Powers. It's a dance. So that's why it's called shag. And the reason why is because four friends go to Myrtle Beach for a weekend. And life semi-revolves around a shag contest. Shagging is always entered into the storyline. So Stephanie, tell us who our four main ladies are, four main girls from high school. The story centers around, first off, Carson, mm-hmm. who the trip is for mm-hmm. because she is getting married. Mm-hmm. So it's a, we just graduated high school slash bachelorette party right? before she gets married. Her three friends are surprising her with this trip. Right. They think they're going to Fort Fort Sumter, Sumter, but really they take her to Myrtle Beach. She has a little bit of an issue with it. Because who would want to tour colonial homes when you can go to Myrtle Beach and meet boys and go to wild parties and dance? You can believe that. 
Amen. I mean, we need to go to Myrtle Beach. It made me want to go to Myrtle Beach. Didn't it make you want to I go? I still haven't been. Me neither. List. And it made me want to learn how to shag. And I asked my mom, and she, and kid you not, she said, get a tie from your daddy's closet, and we'll tie it to the doorknob, because that's how you practice. We asked her, and she said, yes, you practice with a tie tied to the doorknob. I need a real-life man tied to the other end of the tie <laughs> to practice with. Let's work on that. Is that in your Amazon cart? <laughs> I'll put a tie in there for you, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, stocking. <clears throat> Who are the other three friends? Her three friends are Luann, Pudge, and Milena. Luann is sort of the leader of this trip, correct? Because they're going to her daddy, who's the senator, Senator Clatterbuck their mansion in Myrtle Beach. So she's sort of arranging and organizing it all because she's the one who is also the administrator and the arranger and the uptight one that's going to want to follow rules and everything. And she's driving the car. And she's driving the car, her mama's car. And then Milena, how would you describe her? Milena is the preacher's daughter Mm. who's gone astray. Mm Mm-hmm. But hasn't really made any poor life choices yet. She just think she wants to. And she might dabble in that in, in Myrtle Beach. Right. She's <laughs> spreading her wings outside of her daddy's watch. Uh-huh. Then we have Pudge. And what's her deal? Pudge is the nickname of Caroline. Uh-huh. And she is the somewhat insecure friend who, uh-huh. you know, everyone in high school had like the funny friend or the fat friend. Mm-hmm. And somehow she's been pegged as the fat friend, <laughs> right. even though she was like half my size <laughs> right. in high school. Right. Um, and she is the most interested in shagging, right. dancing. She wants to She wants to go and dance with the boys because boys never ask her to dance. So she figures if she plops herself down in the middle of this wonderful, it's like spring break. There are young kids everywhere in Myrtle Beach, on the Strand. They're everywhere. So she's thinking if I plop myself down in the middle of them, Surely somebody's going to ask me to dance. Surely. Surely. So they get to Myrtle Beach, and Luann is giving them all of these rules, what you can't do. You can't sit on the furniture. Daddy's bourbon is off limits. Don't use the telephone by any means. You can't call Harley, which is Carson's fiance. They just don't want you to call Harley. So they all get together, get dressed for the night, go out to the Strand in this place where everybody's dancing, and they meet the rest of the cast of the characters this first night. Do you want to tell them who they are? Well, the two main boys are Buzz Ravenal. Mm, Buzz Ravenal. Who's the dark, handsome, Mm. short for words, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I guess that adds a little mystery. Mm -hmm. And he's... Interested in Carson, of course, of the course. only one who's off limits. Exactly. And then his buddy, wingman, sidekick, Chip Gillian. Mm-hmm. Chip Gillian, his <laughs> <laughs> adorable little redhead, mm-hmm. who we all love and and he basically want to dance with. Right. He basically <laughs> follows Buzz around, like you said. He's his sidekick. He truly does follow him him around, even. At this night, he said, can I buy you a beer? They said they don't sell alcohol here. He says, bartender, give me four Bevos, which is his word for beer. And they're just carrying him around in a bucket (laughs) just because that's what you do in 1963. Bring your own igloo. Bring your own (laughs) igloo. 
So they pop off the caps on all of them. And then later you have Carson and Pudge going with Buzz and Chip and they go to some festival festival fair. fair thing where he just keeps trying and trying and trying with Carson and Pudge and Chip are shagging. So she found a boy to shag with. Yay. And then you have Milena and Luann, and they go off in this different direction, which is a little bit more dangerous. Well, Milena gets a little flirtatious with a boy hmm. at the shag pavilion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think they do a little limboing and also bump elbows with these two girls, hmm. Nadine and Suet. Suet. Who are a little bit on from the rougher side of the mm-hmm. tracks. I they're think they're girls. locals right. from Myrtle Beach. Right. So they they've staked their claim. Right. In this weekend, I forgot to say, is the Miss Sun Queen pageant. And when Melena hears about it, she hears overhears Nadine and Suet talking about it while they're smoking in the bathroom. And she comes out and says, I've got news, you're gonna lose. Because she's all of a sudden decided, oh, I'm going to win this pageant because who's the judge and who does she want to impress? Jimmy Valentine. Who is like, what is he? He's like, I was going to say Ricky Martin, <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> the, the booty shaking, teeny bopper, heartthrob. The cover of Teen Beat is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Jimmy Valentine. Jimmy, he's like, uh, what's his name? Justin Bieber of the yes, time. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> A mix between Elvis and Justin Bieber. Combine those, and you've got Jimmy Valentine. <laughs> and Carson is obsessed with Jimmy Valentine. And Melina. She, and, oh, oh, no. Well, I guess they all are. I think they all are. They all are. But that's yeah, right. I they, guess Carson knows a lot about it. They're all obsessed with Jimmy Valentine. And Melena is convinced that if she wins Miss Sun Queen, she'll meet him and she'll get to go off to Hollywood and leave Spartanburg, South Carolina, where they're from. So that night, somehow she makes the two mean girls mad and they take her. She goes off with the boy. Oh, that's right. They go to Wee Wop Point (laughs) to go parking. But then he gets a little too frisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she says, I can't. My daddy's a preacher. Right. I'm a Christian. And he kicks her out of the car. He does. And then they put shaving cream and toilet paper and all this stuff in her eyeballs, which had to hurt, and all her hair. Luann follows, finds her. She helps her out. Fast forward to the next day. Milena, you have to have a talent for the Miss Sun Queen pageant. And Milena is convinced that she can win if she dances with a rebel flag. Modern ballet. Modern ballet. With a rebel flag. (laughs) In her bikini. (laughs) Luann's not having it because she is a Southern belle and we don't do that. And she says, you'll use my mama's hoop skirt and you're going to do dramatic interpretation and you're going to say Scarlett O'Hara's big finish where, you know, they're not going to take me. Yankees and Tara. Yeah. <laughs> I won't gonna, think about it now. I'll think about it tomorrow. And then you eat a potato. <laughs> I don't know why Melina agreed, but she did. And they get to the pageant and she's surrounded by bikinis, including Nadine, the mean girl, who's in a rebel flag bikini. She even has teeny tiny rebel actual flags stuck in said bikini for her big finish 
Everybody loves it. The judges love it. Melania keeps saying, I want my bikini. I want my bikini. But you can't, you can't do Scarlett O'Hara in a polka dot bikini. So she settles for Luann's one piece, which is basically a sailor outfit. <laughs> it's got Hi, a ruffle skirt. It's got a ruffle skirt and a tie. Basically what I would it, wear. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. So they, she doesn't win. Nadine wins. And Melena blames Luann for missing her shot in Hollywood. She's never going to make it. She talks Luann into basically kidnapping Jimmy (laughs) Valentine. Right. (laughs) And getting him to her parents' mansion that they've decided to stay in and throw a wild party. Wild party. To impress him. Yes. So she can spend some one-on-one time with Jimmy Valentine. Which she does. She spends some (laughs) one-on-one time with Jimmy Valentine. It works. In the meantime, surprise, surprise, big twist – Harley has come up looking for Carson because she called him like she wasn't supposed to use mm-hmm. the telephone, and she did. So he's looking for her. And he could tell she'd been drinking. He could. Do you that scene? I, mm. I've only had half a beer. A beer, a and, beer a half. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so she does not want to see him. So she goes off with Buzz mm-hmm. to center Clatterbuck's yacht, which is just right down the just way. hanging out in the marina. There it is. And Pudge is still shagging with Chip. Like, literally dancing. Literally dance shagging (laughs) with Chip. There are people everywhere. It makes me so nervous how many people are in this. They drink something called Purple Jesus, which is essentially, here's a bucket and you pour alcohol, whatever you have. Trash can frat punch. And it's purple because there's light stuff, there's dark stuff, there's, I just don't know. And people are getting drunk fast. The next day, they wake up because they've all passed out. And the maid has come, whose name is Elvira. And she might be our favorite character. She is my favorite (laughs) character. She is. She has three lines in the list. (laughs) So, sweet Luann wakes up outside. She said, I can't feel my teeth. And she wakes up with Harley. And she runs inside. And she finds Elvira. And she says, what are you doing here? And she said... I came to open the house because your parents are on their way. Whoopsie daisy. So let's do, everybody's scrambling to clean, clean, clean. So let's do a quick head to count. Where's Melena? Melena is upstairs or in a mm-hmm. closet with Jimmy Valentine. <laughs> somewhere. With a hickey. With a hit, big hickey. Where's Pudge? Pudge is in the bathtub <laughs> with Chip Gillian. They got a little drunk drunk drinking purple jesus through a straw right because you get drunk faster you get drunk faster that's what buzz said and then luann she's with harley and they're carson's trying to, fiance and scramble. they're trying to scramble to get everything ready and where's carson carson is still on the yacht with buzz ravenel and what'd she do she went all the way <laughs> she went all the way <laughs> But she still doesn't like him. No. Ugh, yuck. So then they all end up in the mansion. Everybody's confused. Um, all of a sudden, Melena leaves in the in the Mrs. Clatterbuck's convertible. Well, Pudge drives her. Right, right, right. So they're going to the pavilion because Melena has decided Jimmy Valentine is small potatoes. Mm-hmm. Because she met his agent. There you go. 
and that is a faster route for her to become famous That's on exactly her own. right. Pudge drives her, because why does Pudge want to go there? Well, she wants to go... Well, technically, she's planning on dropping her off, mm-hmm. but ultimately, she ends up staying there for the shag contest. Which is one of my favorite songs. She shags with oh, Chip so to good. the song Staggerly, which is awesome. And then, in the meantime, you've got Buzz and Harley and Luann and Carson running about trying to find them, holding hands with one another, then not holding hands with one another. Because back at the mansion, Luann sort of slides in on Harley, and he knows that she's not with him, and she doesn't want to be married. And he's like, well, I don't either, but the invitations are already out. Anyway, he ends up kind of hooking up with Luann. Holding hands with. Holding holding hands with. And then (laughs) Buzz and Carson are in a closet again and that's when our favorite line comes it's Elvira and what tell everybody what she says well Elvira's just kind of been observing everything at this point Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what in the world is going on Mm -hmm. and she opens up the pantry Mm -hmm. and (laughs) sees Carson and Buzz making out Mm -hmm. and says y'all is the horniest bunch of white folks I've ever seen (laughs) it's just the best that's my favorite line that I say all the time. Also, I say, it's the most fun. That's what they say a lot in there, too. Anyway, so everybody ends up at the pavilion. The senator and his wife are judging the shag contest that Pudge is in. Because they've got to be there. Right. So Carson's saying the, the jig is up. They have to know who Pudge is, according to Carson. They can see her dancing. And now, in reality, Mrs. Clatterbuck says, well, that's not Pudge. Pudge is fat. That must be a distant cousin, which it was really (laughs) her. And, of course, they didn't announce her as Pudge. They announced her as Caroline. Anyway, they're all there. Everything happens. Everything, um, Pudge and Chip, I won't give it away if they win or not. No spoilers. (laughs) No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, But then, you know, there's an ending, and we have a lot of bows tied, and we'll let y'all get to that. Um, what we thought was great about it is, and I think critics thought this too, the cast was legit. It was legit female leads who were funny and, and dramatic. And even though it box office, I don't think did a great job. I think the critics said, Hey, this is a pretty good movie. And it's not like it has a cult following because it's you, it's me, <laughs> your friends, my mom and sister. And that's <laughs> it. So hopefully after this, It'll be great, and it'll soar on Amazon, and everybody will love it. So tell everybody, uh, Milena was played by who? Milena was Bridget Fonda. Yes. And Carson? Is Phoebe Cates. Who? Who's from one of my other favorite 80s movies, Drop Dead Fred. Yes. <laughs> Story for another time. Also owned that on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Pudge is? Annabeth Gish. Love her. She's still around. She's still kicking in some pretty recent stuff. She just wrapped up her stint on Brutal Liars with season seven. Huge. I feel like she was on Scandal maybe or something. She has a lot of like one episode appearances on like CSI and SVU. Yeah. But she was around for at least two seasons of Pretty Little Liars. Very cool. And Luann is some actress named... Paige Hannah. Paige Hannah. And she hadn't really... I think she did a couple, like, horror films after yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know why that's <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. 
I don't know. She also looks very different in scenes where she's got her glasses on versus yes. her glasses off. It yes. Like Mind blowing. I thought that too. Um, she was the redhead. Yes. Pudge was kind of the brown head. Carson was the dark, dark, dark head. And Milena was the blonde head. So you had all four hair colors represented. Mm-hmm. Skin tones, not, not so, so much. much. Just Elvira. <laughs> we had Elvira and that's it. And then the band at the Shag mm-hmm. Pavilion. They were so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they were so good. Um, fun fact about Mean Girl Nadine. Yeah, she's played by Carrie Hamilton mm-hmm. and happens to be Carol Burnett's late daughter. Isn't that interesting? After you told me that a long time ago, and after I watched it again, you see how oh you see Carol Burnett come out in her performance, her facial expressions, her words, Word, her the, her cadence and the sound, the tone. Oh, it's almost eerie, almost eerie. Very, very cool. Let's talk about the music for a minute. One of my favorites is. Uh, Staggerly, which I already min- mentioned, and that's what they shagged to. And then 60 Minute Man is the one that I think is incredible. And that's the Sing it for us. 60 Minute Man, da, 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 60 Minute Man. <laughs> that's the song that was playing when they first entered the pavilion, and they're just in awe by all the shagging going on. It's just all the shagging. Phenomenal. <laughs> What's great about the soundtrack is. If you look at just the title, titles of the songs, you can picture where they are in the movie Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's a dance song Mm -hmm. or it's a background emotional song. Mm -hmm. And you know, just like you said about Dirty Dancing, exactly where you are in the storyline and what they're doing in the movie. And Blue Hawaii was playing one time and that's when Jimmy Valentine's making fun of Elvis for singing so slow. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so funny. There are a ton of one-liners. We've been saying them all through this podcast. But, Stephanie, tell everybody, like, one of the moments that sticks out to you as being funny or memorable or something that you still say or a lesson that you've learned from Shag. There are just so many because Mm -hmm. I could quote it beginning to end. Mm -hmm. I would say my first favorite scene is when they're on their road trip to Myrtle Beach and they're playing like <laughs> oh, yeah. the magazine games where you answer the questions and you find out your personality type or you have the little um, fortune teller where you spell out colors mm-hmm. and it's games that you know every girl played back then and I'm sure girls still play now mm-hmm. just like mash and match and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and they're finding out their fortunes and mm-hmm. um, one that's drugged throughout the movie is the one for Pudge and her like future is you're going to marry Bullwinkle and have three kids, which just sounds so silly. Um, but later on, Chip, her eventual love interest, quotes Bullwinkle mm-hmm. and says, hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. And he becomes her Bullwinkle. And we can just assume that later on they get married and have three kids. Right. Oh, life imitating art, <laughs> imitating life. It's going to be my dream, right? Where's my Bullwinkle? He's wearing a tie for sure, and we got to find him. Um, I'm just going to go for the obvious. With my One of my favorite is the morning after the shag contest, Buzz and Chip, I assume, break into the mansion. I don't know. They're in there. And <laughs> Buzz wakes Carson up from the bed and invites her to go fishing. <laughs> and 
you know, why would I want to go fishing with you, Buzz Ravenel, or parking or whatever. There's always, why would I want to do this with you, Buzz Ravenel? And they go fishing, and <laughs> it's, ah, uh, ah, uh, It's the music. I'm There's telling you, you more knew. sexual tension <laughs> in that fishing scene than any fishing scene ever done in another movie. You knew exactly where I was going. You sang it. That's what I'm talking about with this soundtrack. It's so good. And I'm, I'm. This is the, is the weirdest thing. But you know, he's saying, "Will you put some sunscreen on my back?" And she says, "Uh, no." And he, and he squirts it in her hand and then slaps her hand on his back and then oh you have a nice touch and she's like Mm-mm. and then later on you can tell she's cut her finger from the hook or something and she's kind of sucking on her finger because of the blood and he's I don't know why I don't know how things moved from sunscreen to where they're going it's not gross or anything but it is the slowest burn of a kiss that just takes forever for them to meet in the middle <laughs> And it's a good kiss. It's a, you know how I, you know how I rate kisses. It, Buzz Ravenel knows how to kiss. It yes. was good. It was a good kiss. You can break up a marriage. But you, I know I do not condone him breaking up the neither neither heart. Yeah, and neither Harley nor Carson wanted to get married to each other, let alone married. Period. But if you watch that scene, you have to go watch that scene. Her finger, she keeps her finger up the entire time in this little curled position because it still hurt. And it's almost like she's in shock that he's leaning towards her to kiss. And then she closes the gap that she does. She meets in the middle, that old Georgia Pine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> one of my favorite, favorite scenes. Do you have another one? So good. Oh, my gosh. I feel like the most obvious is any of the shag yes. scenes with Pudge yes. and Chip. I've got a, a thing for Pudge and Chip, obviously. Yeah. But I love when Pudge and Chip are dancing at, I guess, the burger joint, like the, mm-hmm. what Sonics used to be, right. where they're serving everything on roller skates and delivering hamburgers. And she finally talks him into shagging with her mm-hmm. for the first time. And they've gotten like five steps in, and she said, Chip, you're full of <laughs> Because you can dance. You can dance. (laughs) And that's how they begin their shag relationship. Yes. Because he just said, shagging wasn't ever fun until I met you. Yeah, never had anyone good to shag with. I guess this is a quintessential part of the movie because my other favorite part that I'm remembering (laughs) that I think is going back and forth between the kiss with Carson and Buzz and then with Pudge and Chip, they're at the beach. I don't know. They just go to the (laughs) beach. So uncomfortable. (laughs) Then they find what did she call it? Like a a sex test or something? Yeah, it was a loose page yeah. in a magazine that I guess she and Milena were being silly right. and they wrote down like twenty things they had never done with boys or to ask each other if they'd ever done with boys. And she's saying, you know, have you ever Frenched a girl in the ear? Yes. Have you ever been Frenched in the ear by a girl? Yes. And she's like, Chip What? But see, he has... Who'd you do all this with? He, my favorite part, though, is they're that both embarrassed. <laughs> they're both so embarrassed that they they cover their faces. Like, he covers his face with a towel. She covers her face with a towel. And at the end, it's like, have you ever gone all the way? No. Have you? Not yet. And then you see 
foreshadowing over here with Buzz and Carson and her finger and the kiss. Oh my gosh, that part cracks me up. That part and Elvira are, are the best, are the best. So hopefully this gives you enough reason to go and watch this movie. We love it. We love the soundtrack. Again, don't buy the soundtrack on iTunes because it's not it. It's yeah, like 10 songs. Put your own together. Right. Look up the, the, the track list. And Remember how Stephanie used to make her own playlists off <laughs> Napster? It's the exact same thing. Now you just pay $1.29 per song. Just pay the, pay the money. Email us. We'll tell you which ones you don't have to worry about. But it's so great. I would encourage you to go watch it. This has been the most fun, Stephanie. The most fun. Thank y'all for listening, and I would encourage you to check out the movie on Amazon. We've left a link in the show notes. And please feel free to rate the podcast on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Lindsay or on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Ray. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, Audible. They're giving away a free audiobook if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. This truly has been the most fun. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Then you holler, please don't stop. Don't stop. There'll be 50 minutes teasing and 50 minutes squeezing and 50 minutes of blowing my top. My, my, my. If you don't mind me treating you